This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Spice Bags is a podcast about food in Ireland from an international perspective. I'm May, I'm an American food writer, and I'm with my friends Blanca, a chef from Spain, and Dee, an Irish food editrix. And we are the Spice Bags, three sassy ladies with a lot to dish up. Join us for the chats. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi. Welcome to FNI Rap Chat. Um, you're very welcome along to another episode here on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Um, if you haven't already, go to headstuffpodcasts.com and if you'd like to support this podcast, um, there's a really cool way for you to become a member. So check that out, headstuffpodcasts.com and by paying and supporting the network by paying five euros a month, you can get exclusive content, not just from FNI Rap Chat, but also from the podcast network in general terms um, you're all very 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 welcome along to another episode uh, with thanks to um, wildcard distribution um, film equipment store octavid.com and many many other um, organizations that have helped us along the way over the last couple of years um, on today's episode we're joined by um, a Spanish writer-director who spent the guts of 20 years living and working in Ireland, um, who has to, uh, to date produced and directed two features, uh, one in Spanish and one in English, and a number of award-winning short films. He's currently developing uh, a TV show and a feature, like everybody else out there in the world. <laughs> um, and he's a great example of determination and battling um, ridiculous odds in terms of uh, uh, reaching whatever his version of success is. A an old friend of mine, uh, an old friend of FNI, uh, director Paco Torres, who joins us today from Seville. Um, we talked today uh, about all things COVID, about creativity, uh, how to avoid distractions, and how to put your best foot forward. Um, Paco is a, um, he's worked extensively in directing commercials uh, in the Middle East and also in his na native Spain and in Ireland. Um, and it's a shot in the arm in terms of how the world uh, turns uh, as a writer, director and showrunner um, in the wider creative world. So it's really one not to miss. Um, just a little reminder as well, um, uh, there's a brilliant new initiative called Minding Creative Minds, um, uh, which is a soundboard, a organization to help people who are struggling, who are maybe overwhelmed with everything that's happening with COVID. Um, and not just COVID, but just in the wider uh, creative um, environment that we all occupy. So check out www.minding.com creativeminds.ie there is a free phone number that you can call specifically if you work in film tv music um and there's also some free counseling sessions five or six counseling sessions if you're finding uh the situation pretty shit overwhelmingly shit and uh, it might be something you might want to check out um so yeah, with, with um, Ariba, Ariba, <laughs> Paco Torres. How's life? Good, man. So maybe you might tell us a little bit about your, your background in Seville um, and how you, what your first, uh, I suppose your first uh, influences in terms of cinema and when did you realize that that was something that you might want to do with your life? Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, you're going to get a surprise that I study first engineering. Right. You know, I study first engineering and then... Um, 
I didn't finish my engineering studies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I left, you know, I had five subjects to, to finish the career. And I went to Ireland in 1997. And first, when, when I traveled to Ireland, uh, first I went just to study English, you know. I went, I paid my English courses, you know. And mm-hmm. It was for, for six weeks, uh, you know, learning English. I mean, I didn't have a clue uh, of English, you know, more than what we study here in the school. And so I decided, okay, I'm, I'm going to go to to Dublin. And actually, I took the decision of Dublin because when I went to pay the course, you know, back in the days, there was no internet. Mm. I think when I went to pay, there was an Irish woman in the school, in the academy. <laughs> and, then, and she told me, why are you going to England? Why? I was going to go to Brighton, right. you know, because I always, you know, I don't know. I mean, I want to go to Brighton. And I mean, back at that time, in Seville, my city is now Madrid or Barcelona, where, you know, you got all the academies and all the school. Uh, this was more like a little town. So I say, okay. And you want to say, no, don't go to Brighton. Go to Dublin. Mm-hmm. And you know, straight on the conversation, I went, okay, there you go. How much is it? I pay her. And two days later, um, I landed in Dublin. So it was very, you know, it, it was kind of like a... Impulsive. You know, yeah, very, very quick decision to, to, to arrive in Ireland. And then um, before, before I moved into cinema, um, I studied first marketing and advertising. Ah, okay. In Dublin as well. So I got, I got my diploma in um, marketing and advertising. And after that, you know, I started to work in a, in a local advertising agency, Kaolini, which is there in Rapmine. So working there, I could see that, you know, for as much as I love, you know, creating concept, what I really love was shooting. Mm. Because um, even when I was in the school in Seville, you know, I always loved to, you know, to, to direct shorts. And I, I had a few shorts done when I was only maybe 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. you know super aid work so I always I always loved that so when I started to work in Kaolini I realized that what I really love is direct you know um, so what I did I started to do some courses in, in Dublin you know I went to Don Larry um, I did some acting courses in the Gaiety um, I did some script writing courses I remember one with Lawrence Henson um, so you know I, I did a few courses and then I decided to go to Barcelona, to a really good school there, SEC, mm-hmm. um, and, I, and I studied a master in, in directing, you know, directing and cinematography. Because again, you always, I think this is something that you don't, you know, it's not a career that you think, okay, I'm a doctor, and I'm going to be a doctor. And this is something that you build up very organically, you know, like little by little, or even experience by experience. You know? mm-hmm. so, so it's it's more like this. Suddenly, suddenly you do something, and you realize, oh, I need I need to do this now. So I felt that I need to go to to Barcelona to you know to finish my my whole studies and and to be able you know, to to write good script and to to direct well. So mm-hmm. I went to Barcelona. I studied in Barcelona. I had a lovely a lovely time there, and then. Um, Obviously, I was living at that time in Ireland, so I went back to Ireland, and from there I started, you know, my career little by little, doing, you know, doing short movies and, you know, working, you know, I kept working in, in advertising as a creative director. So, you know, little, little by little, you build up your, you know, your career, and then I think it was 2006 when I decided to come back to Seville. Uh, after all these years, they went Dublin and Barcelona, mm-hmm. and in 2006, I, I I did my production company. I opened a production company here. Um, I made my first feature film, The Magic of Hope. Mm-hmm. So that was 2009. You know, when again after three years, you know, back home. So you know, I did uh, I did my first feature film, and then something. Went wrong, you know. I think I told you. I told you about this. <laughs> you did many, many, many times uh, over the years. Yeah, about, yeah. Uh, warning, yeah. warning me of the dangers of of the film industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As that, well as the was... as well as the pleasures and, and and the positive things as well. But you know, it's a business. Exactly. But this is this is the 
this is the thing in our business. I mean, I remember back in the years in Dublin, I went to, he's a very good Irish producer now, and I'm going to say his name. Uh, but, um, <laughs> you know, when I went to his office, same age, more or less like me, you know, we were John, and he offered me a coffee from a coffee machine. You know, this one that we all have at home now. Yes. And that was a lot of years ago. So I always thought, Jesus Christ, man, you just started and you have an office and a coffee machine. That's, that's was what I thought. Uh, I mean, I love him and, and he has done really well and he's doing really well. But, um, this is good when you started, obviously, when things gone right and, you know, you got people with money supporting you. Mm-hmm. In my case, I did my first feature film and they didn't pay us. Um, well, especially me and some other people, you know, main cast. And, mm-hmm. um, I actually have them now, right now, in a court case mm-hmm. because uh, I demand them, and you know, obviously, the court case is taking is taking long. long but um, you know, I, that was one of the reasons why, in 2010, after I made my first Fisher fan, uh, you know, they kept telling me, "We're going to pay you next month. We're going to pay you next it's month. Coming, it's We're going to pay you next month." And it passed nearly eight months. They didn't pay me. I didn't have actually a euro. We didn't have any money. And we had a born baby. You know, our, our first daughter, Ara, was born. And I remember going to them, you know, to the office with the baby in my hand. Please, I don't have any money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I need you guys to pay me something. And yeah, yeah, next week, next week. So anyway, they never did. So at the beginning of 2010, uh, you know, my wife, she's Irish. So we just say, okay, what do we do? Come back home, you know? Uh, so it was incredible because after working really hard, you know, for years and years, and then a person that I just work, 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 again, I don't relate in lobbies or I don't know, do, you know, I just like work, work, work. Mm-hmm. Um, then I have to leave behind our house in Seville with a born baby with no money and landed to Dublin again. Mm-hmm. So that was a bit of a... You know, like uh, it was like writing a script where you need to put a barrier to the uh, protagonist. So we we got a huge barrier in in our life. So, but anyway, I think for me as a director, it was probably more like a personal scene. You know, I, I decide to concentrate more in my girl. You know, the first year I was more like, okay, I'm gonna be. You're more you know, pre- you're more present as a father. Yeah, I was more as a father, you know, and doing things in a home and, you know, I took, uh, you know, I think I took uh, for a few months, at least 2010, I remember it was a year of putting things on the side, try to, I mean, thinking aloud, you know, that, of what happening. Yeah, that must have been quite difficult on your mental health at the time. How did you deal with that? I mean, uh, from that time, I brought, I think, you, you remember my script, Blue Guitar? Yeah, yeah. I brought that script on that time. Yes. And the reason that I, yeah, that I brought that, I mean, was a man suffering, you know, from losing his family. And, and obviously that was, you know, that was uh, extraordinary. You know? so, you, so, so cathartically you channeled that energy into something creative. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I think that's what I normally do all the time. I think for, for me, writing or even directing, but obviously more in the writing, in the writing stage, Mm-hmm. Um, I try to analyze always my feelings, you know, what I have. I remember Blue Guitar come up that year when I didn't do anything else more than thinking and thinking how the fucking hell, you know, what have they done to me after, you know, working so hard for so many years and blah, blah. So they're, they're saying that you don't, you don't understand, you know, it's, uh, I mean, I, I remember, I, could, I mean, the thing is they kept, they kept sending me to Madrid to edit the film. You know, so they only, no, no money. They just bought me the flights, the hotel, and, and kept, you know, I kept going back and forward, Dublin, Madrid, to, to editing, to finish, obviously, the, the online of the film. And the film was released in 2011, and, you know, we went to festivals. It has been, you know, Netflix and so on. You know, all the, you know, all the normal stuff. But, um, I mean, that was uh, extremely hard because, again, Suddenly, you are completely lost. You, know? you don't have. Yeah, I mean, it must be difficult starting again when you felt as if you were making some progress, you know, and then you have exactly. to start again. Exactly, uh, exactly. And I think this is what I was telling you. For me, if you look at my career, you know, this is some people say, "Holy shit, man!" But 
how are you not there yet? It, it's simple. I mean, it was tremendous. I mean, they cut my legs when I was <laughs> when I was there, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, I, I, I went through, obviously, very bad months. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I, but I always thought, you know, that, it, you know, you just need to keep working, you know? I remember, you know, I started with Blue Guitar. Uh, I mean... I, I, I work on that script as well with Johnny Ferguson. Remember Johnny? I do, yeah. The, he passed away. Yeah. Exactly. He passed away. He did the, the latest thing with Jim Sheridan. So, I mean, it was great for, you know, at that time, you know, working with Johnny and, you know, and Paul Myler. So, you know, you, you get away. You try to somehow try not to think, you know, that uh, obviously you're in the shit and, you know, literally no help. And you have to, to keep going, you know, thinking that one day things will change. Um, I mean, and, and that was good because I remember 2012, it was a great year after, after this, you know, very bad 2010. And yeah, I admire, I, admire, I admire your work ethic because um, I like the way that you um, knuckle down you, and, and you, you has ostensibly created some interesting and and widely successful short films as showreel pieces to try and highlight exactly. your talents. I think that's um, this is a really good example for a lot of the people who listen to this podcast and are involved with FNI. You're never on top of things, you know. Even like there are people who do a feature and they think they're away away in a hack, as we say in Ireland, or you know, um, you know, King of the Castle. And then life always happens in between, and then you have to go back and reassess things and start again. Uh, did your ego take a little bit of a punch in the stomach when you had to go back and, and do that again? And uh, how did that how did that work on from that? And then kind of stepping down a little bit, but then obviously creating two two or three very interesting shorts, and then another feature to to uh, get, 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 gather attention again. Yeah, exactly. I think. I mean, obviously, I think every artist we have some ego. It's impossible to do, you know, to do art without a, uh, an ego. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm not an egocentric person. I think when you look at my career, or you know, you look at the work that I've done. I mean, I work internationally doing commercials mm-hmm. in a lot of places in the world, and you know, I, I wouldn't do if I was an egocentric person. You know, no, I, I don't think you are. There's a great deal of humanity in your work. Um, exactly. So. For me, again, I, I think the best, the best decision to try to skip all these very bad moments was keep going, you know. And, mm-hmm. and, and the way that I did, it was, again, start from zero. Uh, so I thought, okay, I am in Dublin now, you know. Is my thing will be released in 2011 at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I do? I want to tell stories. And I remember, obviously, I mean... As an artist, I get influenced by everything that is happening around me. And it was the Libya war, you know, at that time. So I brought the script from the Rattle of Benghazi. Um, I got some money, you know, from a friend of mine. Um, I got a lot of talented people, you know, in, in Dublin. And we went to make the shore. And the Rattle of Benghazi was, you know, probably the most successful work that I had done so far. You know, it went mental nearly to 150 international festivals. Yeah, it was everywhere. It was absolutely yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it, it, it went everywhere. I mean, we won a lot of awards. It got incredible press. Amnesty Award. I mean, it broke everything that I never expected with 4,000 uh, euro budget. And, you know, but again, there was, there was escape, you know, of the time. And at the same time, you know, somehow, you know, it's the back again from zero. You know, I had very clear that I think I cannot go now and jump into try to make another feature film. I think when I landed to, you know, to Dublin, I realized obviously I need to start from zero here. People have to see me. And, and this is what I did. But um, it was great because then two months after I shot the, the Rattle of Benghazi, and, and you were in that show as well, Halloween. Yes. Yeah. We made, uh, I got the invitation to do the, the, the film, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, I mean, it was an invitation worldwide to a lot of directors. There was thousands of, 
you know, of work done, and we were the only one from Thailand that the last one trio pick up for that crazy film, you know, <laughs> um, that he produced in twenty in twenty twelve. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So again, with the with the Halloween, with no money. Remember, you know, just we gather a few friends for a few hours, and that's it. Again, that's this is not ego when you do a work like that. Believe me. Oh, oh you yeah. Know, when, when you have when you have your feet on the floor and you just try to you know convince people to to do the show with you and but it, but again we did and it seemed that was it was great for Halloween and it was great for the Rattle of Benghazi and it has been more or less the path that I have followed as, as a director. Uh, try to work always, you know, rehearsal, you know, try to do a very good pre-production with the team. With the, so be, the best of what you have to make sure that everything yeah. is up to a certain standard. Can I ask you, um, are you, a, are you an, uh, do you think you're an empath? Are you an empathetic person? Are you affected by what you see in the news? Are you affected what's happening in the world? With what's happening in the world? Do you feel it yeah. deeply? I, I, yeah, deeply. I mean, I, I can tell you it's, uh, it's uh, what it drives my work, you know, is the, you know, a, a, anything that happens around me, but even personally, mm-hmm. obviously, as a human being, and as I see, you know, it's, uh, it's impossible not to, you know, not to contact you, yourself, or especially, especially for me, you know, as, a, as an artist as well. I mean, you've probably seen it as well. I do, I do paint, um, I do paintings, and I, everything that I, that I express in art, it's always related to the way that I'm feeling you know, mm-hmm. about, um, you know, when, when I, when I feel obviously bad for something or there is something that it really hurt me or, you know, personally, you know, suffering for an emotional problem. Mm-hmm. So I try to do, I try to do art again, the quickest way to do painting, writing, it's always, you know, I will wait to escape because, uh, <laughs> and, then, I mean, and then ultimately the slowest and most painstaking and hardest uh, art therapy there is filmmaking. Yeah, but, but it is because you feel it's kind of like a liberation, you know, when you do, when you do something like this. I mean, I did, I finished it yesterday, for example, a hot movie, a hot movie script. It's not a series, it's a, it's a movie. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was doing a reading Again, this morning, you know, just to be sure that, you know, everything is in place. And obviously what you can see there in the dialogues uh, of what, what is happening to the characters, there is a lot of, this, of the feeling that I'm feeling now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> obviously after, after this crazy year, you know, I mean, well, this is it because it's impossible. I mean, you're not going to, as an artist, you, you need to spread yourself for, you know, and in the way that you're feeling. There is no other, there is no other way, and and I mean that's the way that I do it, you know. So I hopefully back to the script this week, try to try to see what I thought again, and you probably see with different eyes. But um, mm-hmm. normally, normally is that you need to, you know, you're, you're writing by your experience, but, but especially by how you are emotionally. Uh, and this is the, mm. the way that I do it. What about having children? Has that shaped your work? Has that influenced you? Yeah, I think you know this is a, this is an important scene as well because sometimes when I speak, you know, with colleagues and you know in our industries too as well, you see a lot of people that decide not to have children, which is fair, you know. It's, mm. uh, but a lot, I mean, I, I, not a lot of writers, a lot of directors, successful people to decide not to have children because for them it's something that will influence the way that they work, you know, their potential. Yeah, I mean, you, if you think, okay, you have a child around you 24-7, mm-hmm. you'll not be able to, you know, you'll not be able to, to work as fast as you can or as, you know, as free as you need. But um, for me, it has been great. Obviously, I mean, when Adam was born, my first daughter, I was in the cheapest moment of my career, you know, and, and of my life, you know, because obviously they didn't pay me after working many years on this fam, and I had to go to another country again to start from zero. So, but somehow I think 
I don't know what it would have happened, you know, uh, at that time if I didn't have my daughter, you know, because for me, I went to be a father. I did, I mean, I think every day we went out, you know, we were always in the park. We were, you know, in concerts together. We did a lot of things. So she kind of, uh, she kind of saved you. Yeah. I, I, I think in that, in that way, completely sure because you know you you don't know i mean i mean i don't know when i look back as well i say god what what you know what i would have done you know if i didn't have adam at that time so i mean it, it, it was hard you know but for me you know it was amazing because having my girls you know that's you know that, that i say that's safe and, and and somehow you know that gave me the power as well you know to, to keep going and uh, and the same now when I had my, my second daughter when we right to Ireland again four years ago, it was kind of the same, you know, you back, uh, I mean, I, I back to Ireland in 2000, in 2016 because uh, I had a series in Madrid. So I went to Madrid and, you know, I organized everything. Mm. My family was coming to Seville uh, in September to start in the school. I organized all and when I was in, in Madrid, you know, having the meetings with the production manager, producer, you know, it was for an important TV channel here. They offer a really bad contract, really, really bad contract, you know, for, you know, the fee shooting per day as a director um, mm -hmm. in a series. So uh, I told them, listen, I'm not doing it <laughs> because I, I, I shoot a commercial in one day and obviously I made more money than shooting a TV series, you know, it will take me months and they were paying something ridiculous. So, again, I, I, I think life could you, well, has put me, in my case, I have got a lot of buyers, uh, you know, continuously. Because in that case, again, in 2016, I moved myself to Madrid. My family was coming in September. Mm -hmm. I have to join them in July in Dublin and we went all to Seville because we already took the decision. We applied for the school. You know, we organized everything. So we back we back again at home. I mean we were lucky. We we got our house in Seville. We bought it many years ago. So you know we went back to Seville but imagine again thinking what the hell? You know, it's uh, what happened with people in fiction, you know? Uh, they seem always, you know, to, to be doing things wrong. And and, and it's true. I mean, it's what I've seen during the, you know, what I've seen during the years in, in the industry is, I mean, you don't get very fur, many fur people, you mm -hmm. know, unfortunately. Well, not only this, like you say, I mean, I work a lot in, in commercials and advertising, and I work a lot in a lot of different countries. And what I find interesting as well, which I wanted to talk to you about, was um, when you were going through a lot of these difficulties, you were someone who made a very conscious decision to go and work in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. What yeah. what inspired that, and what are the differences between working, say, in the you know in the English or European environment and um, in an, in in the Middle East? Well, I guess you know after the Rattle of Megdasi, obviously because it was an Arabic an Arabic short that we shot there in 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 Dublin. In mm -hmm. um, it was incredible, obviously, the reaction uh, uh, worldwide, you know, in film festivals. So I managed, I managed to get in touch with a lot of uh, Arabic producers, you know, after that short. So that was kind of opened me the door, you know, to go to Dubai. And I started to shoot Dubai, Qatar, uh, Oman, Saudi Arabia. I mean, I have shot in the, in, in the whole region, Lebanon, mm -hmm. uh, Turkey. I mean, I have shot everywhere. So I think it's not about if you find any different. I think, again, our job is always more or less the same, uh, you know, whatever, wherever you should. But, um, you know, it's for, for me, during that escaping, you know, moment that obviously I want to do fiction. I mean, this is what I, what I love more. I, I love to do fiction more than, than commercials. But somehow, obviously, you know, obviously the, the escaping of going to, you know, obviously not only economically, but also, you know, to keep you busy, to keep you, I mean, every commercial is like doing 
a little fame, you know, you, you put yourself into a pressure for a few weeks, mm-hmm. you know, you try to organize all your, or your work and, you know, and you're working with a lot of international people, whatever, wherever I have been. So it's always, you know, exciting. And, and always, you always learn because, I mean, this is something as well that I do in every job. Um, I'm continuously learning, you know, and I don't think there is never a job that what I felt, oh, I didn't, I didn't learn anything. There is always something there, you know? Mm. I mean, and, and, and when you talk with the, you know, the color grader, suddenly send you something that you are, what is this? This is this. And I, <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't, I, I, I didn't know it happened, you know, it happened continuously, you know? So, I mean, this is great. Uh, I, I mean, because you're always learning and learning and learning. Uh, and again, I am like an ant. Again, I find myself that, you know, and learning and learning. I mean, look at this now, this year. They've got a huge series with a, with a huge production company. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we are with so many other projects that obviously we'll not be able to do in a short term. But sometimes, you know, when I speak with my manager, with my agent, we've got in the pipeline a lot of projects. And I say, yeah, but this is all they work for 10 years. <laughs> you know, yeah. I have been writing so much, developing so much, too many, you know, so many projects. Yeah, I know. I, I, I know also firsthand with you as well. I mean, I know that any, any opportunities or anything that really clicks for you, which is bound to happen at some point, is extremely hard fought. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not an overnight success, but it is with that cliche, you know, all of a sudden you get it and you're the hottest new director, blah, 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 you know, showrunner. Oh my God, he's magic. He just appeared from nowhere, you know? Exactly. No, it's not, it's not like that because even that I have been, I haven't done fiction in five years now, right. but um, I have done nearly 300 commercials. They went commercials, documentary. I mean, there's a lot of work, but I, I don't even publish it. You know, because I spent months in Qatar doing uh, documentaries uh, for the Sheikh, and there's a lot of shit that I done. I mean, I remember last last year, another year before, I did sixty watches, a million euros watches commercial. I did. I, I, I don't even have anywhere <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, how do I? I mean, they were great, you know. I mean, and production wise, yeah, obviously really great. But uh, I don't, I don't advertise that, you know. And, well, yeah, I think this is, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, I, I like to work a lot as a young and 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 not, um, you know, even now I think if, you know, when we start Tamer, I mean, we got really good cast in Spain to do this. Uh, we're doing a show with one of the best independent production company in the world, uh, the Film. You know, when when we started the show, I'm gonna be exactly the same. You know, it's the, obviously mm-hmm. they're gonna be, I guess, more busy, but um, it's not going to change the way that I do things. Mm-hmm. You know, because for me, I mean, and this is something really interesting for everyone that that is listening. To this, as creators, we need to be always on focus, and we need to be always developing. Mm-hmm. And if there is anyone that thinks, "Oh, I can," because uh, I, I don't feel strong now, or emotionally I'm very down and um, you're an artist there is a, the best way to get out is focus I mean it's, it's surprisingly incredible that sometimes when I meet friends you know other artists um, they like to lose the concentration they like to they like to distract themselves yeah. as artists and this is something that I never understood and, and I still I don't understand because it's important that the artists are full concentrate at all the time. You know, you need to, you cannot distract yourself. Oh, I'm going partying and I'm going here and I'm going there and focus, whatever. Focus, yeah, focus, focus. Yeah, that's for the people that, yeah, the, the people that are lucky, the people that, you know, they get there very quickly. I mean, they're incredible bad actors that <laughs> they're there. They're, they're, they're working the same as directors. Are you calling me a bad actor? No, no. You're <laughs> not. You're not. But you, you know what I mean? Very, very successful people that they're there. And when you see their work, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's bad. But at the same time, you have to tell, how can they be there? But 
these are the people that they are distracted. These mm-hmm. are the people that, it's okay, but we, we need to accept this. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the way that the war is. You know, they have decided to do, I mean, they're in the lobby, like to, you know, they like to do whatever they want and partying and blah, blah, mm-hmm. and whatever. Yeah, I mean, and they're successful, yeah, or even someone that is true, but it hasn't got so much work behind, but suddenly one day meet the right producer and the guy jumped there. Yeah, these things happen. Mm-hmm. But again, we cannot do anything with that. You need to keep going. Mm-hmm. Wait for your moment. But um, how, do you I, d- about- how, do you deal, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with the rejection and the outside, the outside I mean, I, influences? How do, you, how do you bounce back? What do you do? You just throw yourself into work. Yeah, focus. I, I, I think, and this is why I'm jumping now this year in my career, because I haven't lost that scene started in this list. Right. It's focus. It doesn't really matter. You're going to have people, you know, being successful before you. You're going to have people that are successful without doing anything. You're going to have people successful because someone put a lot of money and, and there you go. Uh, you're there. All this is happening. You, you can uh, get mad with that. You have to, you know, you have to keep going. And the most important for me is, is focus. I mean, as less as you are distracted, in the business, the better. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've done and what I have done for years. So obviously now, you know, I can have a lot of different projects in developing at the moment. We one that we're moving to, to production this year. But the only reason has been because I try not to distract myself. Mm-hmm. I try to keep working, to keep working, waiting, you know, waiting for the moment to, you know, I, I mean, my series that we're doing now with Beta uh, we got the deal first with Gomon in, in the States. And Gomon closed down the distribution office in Los Angeles uh, last, not this December, the December before. Okay. So we were going to, we were going to produce the city with Gomon, you know, Narcos producer. And suddenly, again, another barrier. <laughs> suddenly, I mean, I remember I was in 2019 in Cannes, in the MIPCON, in October, mm-hmm. October 2019, I, we were having a meeting with everyone from Gaumont, you know, that's in the MIPCON, that's where you move, okay, where are we going to jump to production, blah, blah. And the same day, when I was leaving that meeting, the, the CEO of the company, Gaumont in the state, told me, Paco, I'm, I'm leaving the company. And I went, what? <laughs> I mean, I, I, just, I just went from Prague because I was scouting in Prague and I went to Hipton to, to meet all the team. Yeah, they're firing us. They're closing, they're closing the sales and distribution in the state. Shit. So, you know, I called my agent and said, do you know this? And he went, what? And I said, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just found out that they're closing. So imagine we need to waste a whole contract because we had an option deal with them. So we wait for nearly eight months to find out nine months, to finalize that contract with a project, an amazing project in a box. Yeah. That we couldn't do anything. We couldn't move. So it was just put on ice. It was put on ice. There's nothing you could do just to wait. Nothing that we could do because obviously by contract, we had to wait until finish the contract to sign with someone else. And so we did, obviously. We signed later and the contract was over with, uh, you know, better fame. But again, this is, you know, the, the difficulties, you know, that you're finding I mean, there's things unexpected that, I mean, imagine myself, I went to an area to scout, I went to practice scout, I landed in Cannes, I went to the Midcon to meet the whole Egomont uh, team from LA, mm-hmm. and this happened. I mean, how do you, I mean, who was going to tell you this? You know, I, uh, I guess it's a good example not to celebrate, you know, not, not, to, not to celebrate too publicly when you think you have good news, but not to commiserate with yourself, you know, not to commiserate also, just to always keep yeah, a certain we, level. Yeah, exactly. I mean, because we all do it. I am the first one that when I get a great news, I publish. I mean, sometimes I think we do that human try to emotionally bear yourself, you know, and, and mm-hmm. try to, I remember when my first thing happened, the, you know, the, the, the payment uh, on my first feature film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had an old guy as a composer, and I remember him. We went into you know 
in, in the land beside the, beside the sea to do the music. And I remember always he say, you know, Paco, sometimes it's better to tell you good things in your head. You know, and I said, really, Jesus? Say, yeah, yeah, try to lie to yourself. You know, try to tell you yourself good thing. And, and I think this is what sometimes we do in the social network, you know. When you have a good news, you're trying to try to yourself, you yeah, know. It's, you it's, are, positive, you know. it's positive affirmations. Yeah, it's a positive thing. So I, I think sometimes, obviously, what you need to, you need to write there is a line. Mm-hmm. Where you know what you can say and you cannot say because of it, obviously it's like I haven't been there before and then suddenly things change. The world, uh, the world is cold. Exactly. So, I mean, in my case, I have so many experiences in my work that, you know, change dramatically, you know, and in one moment I'm very unexpected because, I mean, at the end of the day, there are things that you're, you're, you're not controlling. Like, I mean, the payment on my first Fisher fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got the money. They made over a million euro. <laughs> you know, where's the come? Uh, come know, and and the movie the movie cost four hundred thousand. So they make a substantial of nearly seven hundred thousand euros profit, Jesus. and I didn't get any money of that. Tell me this. But, tell me this. How, if you if you could give yourself, um, if you could give yourself advice as a young man, what would you say to yourself? at 17, 18 years of age? First thing, not to worry. I mean, and, and I know this is easy to say, mm-hmm. you know, to someone young, but uh, yeah, not to worry because, I mean, it's, it's never the end of the world. I mean, I'm having so much shit. <laughs> I mean, you don't know what it is to have a mortgage payment, uh, a baby in your hand, and I have 100 euro in the bank. You know, it's uh, I have in there, you know, just like, you know, w- where you really see what do I do now, you know, what it is. But um, my suggestion is there is always something and, and there will be always something because, you know, even, even, you know, that you're struggling and you see everything black and you don't see future and, and you don't see people don't take the telephone. I mean, this happened a lot, and it happened happened mm-hmm. to me. You know, you, you you call people, they don't answer. You send message, they don't answer, and and, and it drives you mad. But what is it? What happened? You know, what am I gonna do? So, in you know, you have to think something. First is the world goes different to everyone. You have your speed. The other one has another speed. We all have different speeds. So sometimes we kind of think, oh. This is it. They're not answering. They don't like it, the project now. They don't, no, no, no. I mean, again, the world goes at different speed for everyone. So this is one thing that you can always put on the side. You're not getting answered for an audition or it's okay. And then obviously we have different ways, you know, to, to get successful in life or not successful. I mean, I mean, the word successful is really, I hate it. It's misleading. Yeah. Yeah, it's misleading because I mean, I, I, my daughter, she's 12 now, or nearly 12 now. And, you know, I keep telling her because, you know, obviously she likes to say my dad is a director and yes, blah, blah. So, and, yeah. and, 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 you know, it's important to try to, you know, wait a minute because what is successful? <laughs> Whoa! To, to have one million people in TikTok, is that the successful that we want? Or yeah. that is successful that a teenager or a teen-year-old girl, you know, or, or boy wants. I mean, what is successful? I mean, the, the meaning of successful is very misleading because, I mean, once you're happy, mm-hmm. you know, um, the way that you are, this should be enough for anyone, you know, in, in life. And I think sometimes people spend, you know, so much time to be, oh, I want to be successful, I want to do this. Again, this is what I was saying earlier. A lot of people trying to get successful in many different ways, you know, because this is what the, you know, be, because this is what the, 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 they want, you know, I'm going to be in this lobby and I'm going to do this and I'm going to go there. And, and yeah, but really, uh, does it give you this enough to be happy in life? I mean, you need to, mm. you need to ask yourself always uh, this question because the, not as successful, but the time, where you could be happy for your work, a time will come. But mm-hmm. it will come 
when you focus, when you leave the distraction on the side, and when you wait. Yeah, where's the sense of accomplishment? You know, this, this idea of internet famous or hits and these things that come with that. Yeah, because this is, obviously, for young people, this is what they're looking for. I mean, in my house, there is no uh, telephone. They, they, you know, my girl doesn't have a, uh, a telephone yet, which obviously is hard, it's a battle, but, it's you gonna, know, that's going to change soon. That. <laughs> yeah, it will change soon, but you try to, I mean, I, I know how important it is to have the, the like, the heat and the, you know, the influencer seeing what, you know, you're getting, you need to get a, you know, a lot of followers and, and people are risking their life and, and they lose their life to, to commit to that, you know? So, mm-hmm. I, I think what young people have to learn that this is not what is going to make them happy in life. It's, it's, it's clearly, I mean, you could be happy for a period of time, but this is not going to give you the happiness forever, you know, or the happiness as a, as a human being. So it's more important, wait, try to do the things, you know, always on focus and not rush, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to get where you want to be. Yeah, where's the, where's the re- returnable skill, you know, with direction, with writing, with uh, acting to a degree, with, you know, producing whatever it is. There's returnable skills there. You have to ask yourself in, in these other realms of working, where's the returnable skill? When things move on, exactly. where's the returnable skill, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think this is it. This is, and for any experience that you're going to have, Again, you're going to find something. And I, I say earlier, every work, I mean, I have been shooting in Saudi Arabia summer, mm-hmm. uh, 55 degrees. That you, you know, you are there in the middle of the desert, as I have been, you know, thinking, oh my God, you know, what the hell, you know, what am I doing here? <laughs> but um, when, when, when you look at around and you see 50 people behind you they're all in the same scene we're all there you know with 55 degrees we're melting i mean you cannot even think but, but um you're learning this as well you know you're there i never shot at 55 degrees even that in my city is very hot but i never shot in 55 degrees you are in an amazing scenario i shot in one of the most beautiful places in the world you know in the north of uh, Saudi Arabia, you know, mm-hmm. the, you know, the millennium, the, the, the millennium uh, city, you know, the, the, they have in Saudi that nobody can, I think they are opening now soon to the public, but nobody, no, nobody have been there, you know, as a tourist. I was there, you know. Yeah. So that's what it gave me all, you know, to say, that's it, you know. I was, I was in one of the most beautiful places that I never seen, you know. So you need to wear civilization back thousand years ago. Mm-hmm. They were living there. And, and I was there. So I was there with 50, um, 50 people shooting with a Harley Davidson, uh, two Harley Davidsons, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, what else? <laughs> I mean, how can you not be <laughs> happy in something like this? But obviously your first reaction is like, I'm 55 degrees here. What am I doing here? Mm-hmm. So I, I think we need to find, you need to find always a positive thing into everything that is negative for mm-hmm. everything. It's, it's just, um, it's a way to not to dig down, you know, and, and go into the dark, you know, you have to be always looking for the light, you know, you have to, you have to get over this, whatever negative is there or rejection or whatever you get that you go, oh, wow, what do I do now? You always try to find yourself something positive, even, even if it's published something on Facebook, you know, it that's going to make you, you know, happy. But try to find always a positive thing because at the end of the day, what you want to balance is the negativeness. You know, if you're having a bag full of stones and, and it's really heavy and, 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 and you're feeling that you can't keep going, try to balance with, you know, something positive, you know, and something positive is going to come for anything, you know, for any, any little small thing that made you happy. You try to dig there and, and trying to remove them stones from your back. You know? Yeah. Do you, let's talk about the future. 
what obviously you're working on the timer which you're developing um what else are you working on that you can tell us about and what are you excited about in the future okay, well at the moment we're moving to produce producing the timer this summer mm-hmm. hopefully if everything goes well with the covid we'll be shooting in la palma island in in september mm-hmm. and then i got another project called the google finder that is the written by paul mosley you know, the, the guy, one of the brightest from neighbor. Okay. And we got as well in co-directing with Terry McDonough, which is the, um, one of the directors for many, many series. One of them, for example, Breaking Bad. Um, then I got another, uh, series called The Last Sec. I can't say much about this, but it's, um, we got an incredible American writer on board on this project, but, uh, we had to wait until we signed the, you know, the contracts and mm-hmm. um, make it publish. And I'm working in a rock movie as well, which is the script is done and we're just waiting to see. Obviously, we could probably shoot it uh, next year. But yeah, as I was saying, they have been too many years of developing projects. I mean, the, the Tamer has been four years, mm-hmm. you know, writing in the project. So, so now we got a lot of projects that obviously after the tamer, we're jumping now into, into the rest. So obviously I can see my career is going to jump now huge in the, in the, in the coming months. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm probably not be able to do many commercials and I have been done in the last few years. And uh, I'm back again to fiction. But, um, I mean, fiction is what I always want to be. But as I was saying, you know, it's, uh, it's your first you know, I, I, I took, yeah, I took probably not the wrong road, but, uh, I took the, the difficult road, uh, which the difficult road is just work, 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 work. And, you know, and just wait until things change, you know, and, and, and no regret. Um, and I will, I will, about, yeah, and no regret to go into because, I mean, how will it be shooting so many commercials if, if, if I didn't have many barriers in fiction? Think about it. Um, how would it be traveling? I mean, the Middle East, I know, inside out, you know, having everywhere. And mm-hmm. um, how could I say that now, today? It's impossible, you know? So I get all these experiences, you know, that I had in my life before something. And all these experiences are helping me now, you know, for anything that I do, you know, as a director or as a, or as a writer, you know, it's, uh, um, so you believe, in, you, you believe in fate then you believe that this is your journey and this is the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. But, but not fate. I mean, I don't, I don't want this to be as well and somehow connecting with religion or anything, you know, mm-hmm. uh, faith, faith in yourself. Yeah, okay. You need to believe, not, not to have faith to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be successful. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. I, I'm going to make it, I'm going to, no, that's, you know, I, I will say, not from my experience, obviously. I mean, at the end of the day, this is what I'm talking about, about my, about my own experience. And obviously, anyone could say different, you know. Uh, but from my experience, it's about, you know, keep working, keep focusing, and wait. <laughs> you know, it's a faith or no faith, uh, believe in yourself, believe in your work. Every little experience, I mean, I spoke with someone the other day and told me, wow, you're, I mean, your work, your Bibles, uh, well, in fiction, we call them decks, mm-hmm. your decks, and, and in commercials, we do treatment. They're amazing. They're really good. And you know, in our business, for example, commercial, a lot of the actors, they pay people you know, the in, invisible, invisible writers, gops writer to do the job. I, I do mine. I do, I don't work with the ghost writer. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, last week, you know, a producer told me what is your decks are visually really strong. I mean, they're strong in the last few years, you know, <laughs> in ever because obviously when, when you start on this business, but like anything, like any business, when you are as a director, you don't learn everything on the, on the, you know, mm-hmm. not either in the university or even in your first job. It takes a lot of years yeah. to build up a strong profile. 
You know, when I get now a brief and in three hours I could have an amazing treatment done in commercial. And I know many directors cannot do that. Of course. And, yeah. and they will need God brighter and, but I could give you an amazing treatment thanks to that, to, to the experience. And so I think, you know, it takes, you know, time to, you know, to get your best, your best profile as a, as a person, as a professional. So just don't rush, just wait and, you know, and keep working. And, and obviously when you have the opportunity, this is where you have to shine. Yes. This is where you, you know, but you, you will be prepared, you know, all the inside out, you know, everything, you know how to negotiate. In my case has shine as well, you know, in the last two years, uh, agent manager. So obviously you little by little is starting to build your profile, is starting to build your team that is going to protect you, that is going to look after you, that is going to sell you. But um, that's it. Again, for some people, this gets really quickly. Well, what can you do? You know, I mean, some <laughs> people get there very quickly. Some people don't ever get there. Um, you know, we, we can shame this. I mean, and you cannot be thinking that, uh, you know, other people are more lucky than you. No, we're all different. Things come differently. And we just, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you have to believe that it's not about luck and that, you know, hard work pays off. Yeah, exactly. or at, least it, at least it should, you know. Yeah, it's, it's about hard work, but again, Paul, you know, it's, it's true. Many people get luck, but not only in our business, in anything in life. Yeah, of course. You know, it, the luck is there. So obviously, you could be looking anything, do one lotto in your life. One euro and you bleeding get two hundred million. It's just, it's it's luck, but you cannot be, you know, concerned or worried that you 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 are not the one that have won the the lot of tickets. So it's it's a matter of trying not to rush, trying to learn mm-hmm. again, trying to focus and wait. Again, some people are gonna get it before, some people get later. Some people might not get it, but this is okay yeah. as well. You know, you don't have to be worried. <laughs> is it okay? Though? Is it okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it's okay because at the end of the day, imagine you you can award your 80 and, and and you look about, you say, shit, I didn't, I didn't make it. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure you live your experience in life that... Mm-hmm. You probably didn't make it where you want to be, but, but I'm sure you have amazing experience to, to say, I mean, you could write a book mm-hmm. about all that experience and, and maybe a director will make it in a, in a wonderful, in a wonderful frame. So I, I think for anything, you know, that, that we, we do in life, you're going to have a compensation. So you don't need to be, you know, regret or anything or again be, you know, worry about when you're going to make it. And I mean, it's, it's a tough life itself. Um, obviously in our business as well, it's really, really hard. Mm -hmm. um, It's cliche, but you know, you know, that expression, you know, you shouldn't look at cows, cows in other fields, you you know, mm -hmm. keep an eye, paddle your own canoe and, and just concentrate on your own, your own business. Because I think this is the, yeah, I mean, personally, from my own experience, this is what I have done. Um, it has been taking so long, mm-hmm. very long, you know, but, you know, I never lost the, you know, yeah, not the fate, as you say, you know, I never, I always thought, I need to keep working. I need to keep working. I need to keep working. And I'm working. Obviously, this is why when you send project to people, this is how I go agents, how I go manager. When they, they see your reel, they see what you write, they see your presentation, but that's it. You know, when they say, wow, this is good. You know, I, I, I want to represent you. I want to push you. So, you know, you need to, you need to keep growing, you know, uh, personally, professionally. Trust the, ev- and trust the evidence. Trust the evidence that you're doing the right stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but to do that, that's why I was saying earlier the importance of distraction. Mm-hmm. And the importance of distraction for me is one of the major things that we have in, in, 
in life, human, because obviously so many people while they're waiting for us say, oh, I just go to the pool, I just go in here, I just go in there. No. I mean, <laughs> the most important is don't get distracted. And don't get distracted is how the young one goes now and look at the, the telephone and TikTok and blah, and they're all distracting themselves. And when they will be 18, they're going to jump into the university, they will be distracting. And when they're 24 and jumping into work, they're going to go, oh, shit, what is this? This is not TikTok. <laughs> I cannot move myself to and, and this is the problem. But this is the problem happening to ourselves now, to others when, when we distract ourselves. The, more, the most difficult thing, obviously, is to focus into something. And when you focus in your life, your career, this is hard. But mm-hmm. it is hard when you try to create a concept, for example, in commercial, mm-hmm. and, and you have millions of ideas, and you have a brief from the client, and you're trying to canalize all these ideas in one. How do you do it? I mean, it's extremely hard, you know, to, to, to get the best for that brief. So, okay. but this is life. You know, this is life. Uh, you know, you need to focus, let the distractions on the side and keep working mm-hmm. and, and make yourself better. And I mean, it will happen. I mean, I, I will say it's extremely impossible that someone that follows that path, I mean, you have to be really bad person for, you know, no one gives you an opportunity ever. I think it's, it's impossible. But uh, if you are always working, focusing, and, and, and waiting and try to get the distraction uh, out of your out of your path. Yeah. I think you will make. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's uh, it's it's very it's very hard to be negative if you're too busy to be negative. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. some for some people you could do. It. I mean, it's very easy to do it with your mind. Mm-hmm. You could be very negative. I mean, you you could. I mean, last year with the company, we have got into phases where. Everything stops where, you know, you're okay. You start to think this is it. Mm-hmm. No, we're not going to do business. Nobody's working. This is shit. I'm going to get a COVID. Everyone is going to die. This is it for humanity. Yeah, of course. I mean, we, it's very easy to get into the negativeness. The hardest thing is to be positive in focusing what you want. Yeah, this course. is, you know, this is the, this is much harder than being <laughs> the negative. I mean, the negative is very easy. Sitting in the sofa, morning, complaining, having one beer, another beer, uh, fast food, shit. Yeah, this is because the war is shit. And you're sitting in the sofa there, morning and morning. I mean, this is really easy. But imagine what is harder to sit in the morning, nine o'clock, get a shower, get ready from your computer, writing or you know, developing something or, or whatever. This is this is hard. That's brave. You know, there's no brave. alcohol. Yeah, but you know what I mean. This is this is much harder than <laughs> jumping into, the, you know, jumping into the sofa to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, of course, I would like to be in the sofa do nothing, but I don't want to mm-hmm. because this is not what it, I mean. Being in the sofa watching uh, uh, something uh, during the day and and doing nothing and 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 jumping into a beer and, and, and mm-hmm. whatever, try to do anything that you, that you could do, try to, try to convince yourself that the life is shit, this is all negative, and I'm going to make it, nobody wants me. This is easy. Yeah. But the hardest thing is to wake up, have a shower, get your breakfast, sit down on a computer, and work. And then everybody should jump into the sofa and watch the timer in two years. Yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> and this is it for a night. Yeah, exactly. Come this here, come here. Then I'm gonna have to let you go now. But I just want to okay. say that it's a good, it's a good place to leave it to say that it just doesn't know overall. Just for any, especially younger creative people that are listening to this, is to not get distracted from your work. Is a good note to leave. Yeah, um, I think I think for. You know, for young people starting in anything in life that they want to do mm-hmm. is try not to distract themselves. I mean, for... And we all know when we're doing that, don't we? We know when we're doing yeah. that. We, we, are, uh, like we're well aware. we all know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We all know. And we're aware. And you're aware. And they are aware. Whoever is listening to this, they know when they're doing it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, I mean, even when you see now the COVID here in my city, Isabel, if I open the window, I will see, you'll see young people walking on the street without the mask, with the mask down. And in Spain, by law, we have to wear the mask everywhere Absolute. when Absolute. you get out of your house, everywhere. It's obligated. We cannot be on the street walking without masks. We have to have it. And you, you see young people without the mask or the mask like this, you know, under, under the cheeks. And um, why? Because they don't want an, the obligation. They want to, ah, you know, they, they just want to get distracted with the scene. Oh, I'm recording myself in the TikTok and doing, uh, yeah, the hard scene is you're on the street, you need to wear your mask. Discipline. So this discipline. little example, yeah, discipline. And this is, this is what we're losing. And not many people have it. But, you know, it's, for me, it's one of the most important seeing a human being, you know, the discipline, the, you know, the, you cannot just whatever, whatever, no. The, the, you know, the easy thing, yes, jump with your friend on the street and go for a beer and don't care about anything. Yeah, that's really easy. We all can do it. Mm-hmm. Can you sit at home, do your homework from the school? Can you, can you be on the street with your friends, uh, keeping the distance and not wearing the mask? Obviously, this is hard, but this is it. This is the this is what we need, and and for young people out there looking for answer of, of what to do and how they should do it, you know, I will advise them not to distract yourself. Do your you know fucking work. Do your fucking work. Do your work. Uh, you know, focus and a little bit of discipline. Mm-hmm. I think obviously young people they need to have their freedom as well, but. Um, you know, it's the, the discipline and the distraction are important in, 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 in human life. And again, I wish I knew this. <laughs> I tell you, because sometimes when I tell my daughter this thing, she look at me, I say, you know what? I hope my dad who had told me all this thing, you know, when I was young, I hope that someone who had given me treatments and deaths uh, when I started my career, 15 years ago, imagine someone went, listen, that's how you have to pitch movies. This is how you have to pitch series. This is how you have to pitch commercial. I wish mm. I had that, you know, but unfortunately, I didn't have as many people, you know, so I have learned all this in the hard way and by myself. So Absolutely. You know, well, it sounds like your, your daughter is going to be a, so, a Sofia Coppola Torres. Well, I don't uh, know. My, my, <laughs> my advice is not to do this. <laughs> yeah, tell her now while you can. My advice is listen, don't man, do this. Uh, <laughs> so listen, uh, muchas gracias, señor. Uh, really appreciate your de time. Nada, de nada. Um, stay, Thanks very much to you, Paul. Stay, stay safe over there. Keep in touch. It's good to hear from you and see you. Um, okay. Thanks um, very much, man. And, and thank you to the sound designer there. It has been a pleasure to be here with you guys. Thanks, mate. All the best and stay okay. safe. Take thank care. Thank you. All the best, Paul. Take care, man. Namaste. Namaste. for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.